Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Boom Boom Birdland. To everyone listening and even new listeners, today is going to be my last interview for now. Of course, I will have more interviews. Um, don't worry about that. And of course, part two will be on February 28th. Why is this? This is because baseball season is right around the corner. And there's a lot of content and my opinions that I would love to share with you guys. Okay, so let's get into who am I going to interview here? I made sure to find somebody amazing in the Orioles organization to interview. This player is a prospect for the Baltimore Orioles and plays catcher on the Delmarva Shorebirds. His name is Creed Willems. In part one of the Creed Willems interview, we talk a lot about his path to the minor leagues and how he grew up with baseball, always surrounding him. Another cool thing that we will hear in this podcast is a great piece of advice that Heston Kierstead gives to Creed Willems. This is super cool for me, as Kierstead is the 80th prospect on the MLB Pipeline's top 100 prospects. Before we hop into the interview, I talked to him a little bit about how I thought it was cool that I'm two months older than him and how it's crazy that I'm interviewing somebody in the Orioles organization that is younger than me. So, put in your orange and black, crank up the volume, and get ready for the Boom Boom Birdland podcast. I got some friends that um, are like a couple years older than me and they're in college. <laughs> and it's like, dude, I have, it's like, I feel like I have more uh, responsibilities than y'all do, but that's so it is what it is. I mean, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Love what mm -hmm. I do. So, so honestly, I'm just going to give you an introduction here just so everyone that's listening knows. Um, the Baltimore Orioles selected him round eight, overall pick 227 in the 2021 June, June amateur draft. From Alito High School, uh, last year's OPS was 5.85, uh, and then he's number 45 on the Delmarva Shorebirds, and he's a catcher and first baseman. That's all correct, right? It is. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, so when did you ex get exposed to the game of baseball? Uh, believe it or not, it was like I think it was like two days after I was born. So <laughs> um, my brother played baseball. So um, you know. I was born, and then as soon as I got out of the hospital, it was like a couple of days later. He had a he had a baseball tournament, and so I was at the field from from then on. So that's so cool. It's pretty much been my whole life. But so was baseball the first ever sport you played? It was. I started playing whenever I was four. Hmm. I mean, I played uh, I played soccer whenever I was younger as well. I played football, basketball, but baseball was. I did track and field um, through discus and that. So, but baseball was the only one that I I loved. The other ones were like just kind of consume time. <laughs> so, but yeah. First time you caught behind the plate and knew you were meant to be a catcher. Um, I mean, I started. My brother was a catcher, so I started off catching young. Um, so I think it was kind of just like a built-in thing. It was like kind of just in the blood. Um. But yeah, I was, I started out young and then 
I think whenever I got to probably whenever I was 12 or 13, um, I really started to love what I was doing behind the plate. Mm-hmm. Um, just like being able to control a game, you know, uh, you know, being able to like take borderline pitches and make them strikes. And then my personal favorite throwing guys out. So uh, <laughs> I think it's kind of always been there, but uh, I think whenever I was probably around middle school age, um, it kind of got more to the point where like a little bit more competitive as we went on. And I think that's whenever I kind of started to, uh, love, love catching. So did you ever play like travel baseball? I did. So how is started, it traveling everywhere? Like, <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's kind of crazy. I'm not going to lie. Um, going into my senior year, we traveled, uh, we traveled all the time. Like it was right after COVID, mm-hmm. but, uh, we were still traveling. Like, we went to Alabama twice. We went to Georgia, went to Florida, um, went down to Houston a couple of times. It's just it's a bunch of driving. Um, but I mean, it's one of those, like, sometimes I'd go stay with some of my teammates as we would go to tournaments. So, uh, just because, I mean, at that point, it's so expensive traveling, you know, every, uh, every weekend, but, uh, it's one of those, you kind of have to get comfortable with flying if you don't, if you don't enjoy it already. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, uh, it is what it is. I mean, just going out, being able to play against, you know, other guys that are considered some of the best in the country. Um, it's just, you know, one of those opportunities that, that you can't take for granted. Yeah. So. so when you're like, uh, when you were traveling, what's your favorite bite to get? What is, what was your favorite thing to eat? Um, I don't really know, honestly, <laughs> there's, uh, there's so many great places. Um, there's a couple of places down in, uh, um, I think, where is that? I think it was in Georgia at the Lake Point complex. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of things right around that area that are really good. Um, but I mean, I, I can't really point out one particular thing. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to do that, but <laughs> kind of just depends on where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you grew up, uh, did you ever play catch with your father? I did. Uh, I was out there like almost every day we were out there. And um, I mean, it was one of those, uh, he always told me like, if you ever want to throw, if you ever want to hit, I'll drop whatever I'm doing to, uh, to, you know, do that. So, mm-hmm. um, every pretty much every day he'd get home from school be like hey dad you want to throw be like yeah sure and then um as i got into high school we started practicing up at the high school um for baseball practice and everything like that like it kind of i stopped throwing with him as much and now in pro ball it's like it's like i don't throw with him but maybe be one month out of the year probably Mm -hmm. 10 times and uh it's it's kind of one of those things it's like dude that faded out fast but uh yeah i mean Still, one of those things. Whenever we do, whenever we do throw, it's uh, can't take it for granted. Just gotta kind of live in the moment. So, mm-hmm. so growing up, what baseball player did you look up to? Uh, I think mainly uh, Buster Posey. I was also a big Bryce Harper, big Bryce Harper guy. So mm-hmm. I think probably those two. And then, so obviously, growing up, we were Rangers fans. Since you're from, I actually I was not a Rangers fan. I was a Red Sox fan. <sighs> So, uh, yeah, it was, it was always one of those. It was a, a split household because my, my brother was a Yankees fan. Ooh. And so we, uh, we were always back and forth. And then I got drafted. Whenever I got drafted by the Orioles, um, he was like, all right, I guess I don't like the Yankees anymore. I guess I got to like the Orioles. But uh, 
but now yeah. it's a, it's no yeah. big deal. So, so obviously you went to the O's. You 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 were a Red Sox fan. What were you thinking at the time? Because you you were a Red Sox fan. You're like, <laughs> I, I I didn't care who it was by. I just I wanted to play professional baseball. So uh, at the end of the day, it didn't matter what team drafted me and what wherever I got drafted, wherever I landed was uh was gonna be one of those. It's like mm-hmm. at that point, and honestly, it was kind of weird. As I got later into high school, it was like it wasn't as much about a favorite team. It mm-hmm. was more so about watching specific people and or just watching baseball in general mm-hmm. and now it's kind of crazy because uh honestly i think i may have watched two mlb games this year <laughs> or this past year that's but, crazy uh, yeah i mean that's probably i've watched probably a few more other than that but like at this point it's kind of hard to like actually sit there and like dial in on it mm-hmm. whenever if it's not the Orioles, then it's kind of hard because, like, I know the guys with the Orioles. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, other than that, like, there's some other teams split out. Like, um, the Padres, I'll watch them because of Trent Grisham. Um, I'll watch the Royals because of Bobby Witt. So, like, there are certain teams that, like, guys I train with. Um, but it's just one of those, like, if I don't know somebody on there, it's, like, it's real hard for me to watch. Yeah. So I think that's one thing that really changed from high school. Mm-hmm. So now obviously, uh, as a fan and as a player, when you watch baseball, like the two games you said you watched, did you watch it from like a fan point of view or do you watch from like a player point of view and you're like, okay, like this catcher's doing this, I need to get better at this or I need to try to perfect my skill on this? Uh, I think it kind of goes both ways. Um, there's definitely aspects of it that I watch it from a player's point of view. But there's also times that I try to watch it from a fan's point of view. It's just it's really difficult mm-hmm. just because, like, actually being in it, understanding it, and, like, you see the little things. So I think that's one thing that, like, um, I'll watch baseball game. Like, I watched the World Series with some buddies from uh, high school that are at college and stuff like that. And, like, they point out these things, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, there's little things in pro ball that you start to notice. So I'll like point something out and they'll be like, dude, how'd you notice that? And I'm like, dude, it's just like second nature. So, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's kind of hard to watch as a fan, but there's definitely times that like you try to like flip that switch, um, especially like pl- like postseason comes around, like your season's mm-hmm. over and like you just you're trying to get a little break. But it's like, all right, I don't want to watch some postseason baseball or World Series baseball or whatever it is. And it's like, all right, let's try to flip that switch a little bit and then go from there. And then usually uh, after that, start going back and watching video of myself or other catchers from the past year. And um, that's usually in maybe December. Mm -hmm. Really start to dial in on sort of stuff I want to really like hone in on for the rest of the offseason. But uh, I think it kind of goes both ways. There's certain things you can watch as a fan's point of view and certain things that you can't. So, so as a kid, what was your dream job? Professional baseball player. And awesome. if that didn't work out, then I wanted to be a firefighter. That's pretty cool. What made you want to be a fire firefighter? I don't know. Honestly, it was just one of those things ever since I was super young. Like I still remember, I think I was probably five or six. I was a firefighter for Halloween. <laughs> like it was just one of those things like in kindergarten, um, my mom was talking about it one day a couple of weeks ago and she was like, you remember when you used to want to be a firefighter? And I'm like, yeah. 
And um, so it was uh, it was one of those things like I never knew how it came about, but uh, I just if baseball didn't work out, then I wanted to be a firefighter. So. So if you had like like a second life, of course, next life, would you still want to play baseball or would you want to try to be a firefighter? Probably try to play golf, honestly. <laughs> I, uh, I've gotten I got real big into that this offseason and as the season ended last year. So mm -hmm. do you ever play any other position? Uh, I mean, whenever I was younger, I played uh, played third base and then I also pitched. But in pro ball, it's it's been uh, catcher, first base and then DH uh, here and there. Mm hmm. But is it like when you play DH, does it feel more or less like stress? Like, you know what I mean by that? Um, I mean, I enjoy DH, but it's it's hard because like there's times in the game it's kind of hard to stay locked in because mm -hmm. you're, you know, you're, you hit every, every two innings. And so you yeah. sit there for an inning and like you kind of let your mind wander, mm -hmm. which I've, I've learned that really like hurt me early on in the year. Um, so what I try to do is like, I try to let myself like lose focus for a little bit, but then regain focus, if that makes sense. And I do the same thing whenever I'm catching or playing first base. Like as soon as the pitch, like I catch, like especially if nobody's on, I'll catch the ball, I'll lose focus a little bit, throw it back, kind of just let the mind wander. And then as soon as the pitcher steps on the mound, getting ready for his sign to start, or to see his sign, then like gain focus. Mm -hmm. And that was one thing I learned from Kerstad was allowing yourself to lose focus between pitches to regain focus during the pitch. And it really, it's one of those things like your attention span doesn't last that long. So if you try to stay focused for a long period of time, then mm -hmm. you aren't able to remain as focused. So allowing yourselves little bits and pieces to lose focus had helped me because like I tried to stay focused throughout the whole game. And by sixth, seventh inning, it was like really hard. Uh -huh. So once I talked to Kerstad about that, and uh, he told me that, like it was like everything started to change, started to feel better. Like focus lasted all the way through the game. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So I find very cool about baseball is that you can go three for ten, still be three hundred, be one of the best players. Do you ever relate that to life? Um, I feel like I in some parts I do. Um, but there's other parts that like, you know, I would rather be like, you know, eight out of 10, nine out of 10, mm -hmm. stuff like that. But, um, I mean, it's kind of hard. It's, uh, it's like certain things you look at and, um, like, you're like, oh dude, it's like you're three out, you're three out of 10. You're perfect. Um, whereas other things you look at and you're like, dude, like I need to be better than that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, uh, it kind of just depends on what we're talking about. So in high school baseball, what triumphs did you have to overcome? Um, honestly, didn't really have any. Uh, and that's the thing that was like kind of hard for me going from high school to pro ball was like understanding those like those things that you have to like overcome and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I struggled real bad first first half of the season and it uh, ended up hurting me for the whole season. So. So how was the transition from high school to pro ball? Because you didn't go to college, so. Oh, it was extremely hard. Um, I mean, I think just the transition of, you know, guys 
throw hard and have good off speed. Whereas mm -hmm. in high school, guys either have good off speed or they throw hard. Yeah. There's no in between. So I think it was definitely difficult. And then being able to like keep yourself like controlled and situations was difficult at first. But uh, as we got later in the season, it became a little bit easier to talk to some of the older guys and kind of got to hear what they said. So. So as a 19 year old, I know you committed to TCU, but you never went. How did you make this hard decision? Um, just prayed about it. I mean, you know, it was uh, it was one of those things. Um, kind of gave myself a number on. All right, if I get this, then uh, then I'm going for sure. If I don't, then I'm gonna, you know, it's gonna be a little tougher. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, it was hard for sure, just because like TCU growed up right down the street from it. Um, everything like that. It was uh, it's definitely difficult. And um, but I think at the end of the day, uh, just you know. Praying about it, you know, asking God to kind of lead me in the right way just definitely helped uh, help make that a little bit easier. And I think at the end of the day, I made the right choice. So obviously, you committed to TCU. So what did you think about that Georgia loss? <laughs> I am uh, not a fan. I was at the game, so that made it even worse. Oh, but uh, I mean, the experience, the whole experience in general was absolutely incredible. Um, <laughs> the score was uh, was not, but. <laughs> Uh, and then the crazy part about it was place I train at a couple weeks later, see Stetson Bennett walk in for the draft prep class. Cause like they train pro baseball players and then also help pro, they help pro football players, which was crazy. Cause they actually train quite a few of the guys that played in the Super Bowl last night too. That's so um, cool. both Mahomes and, uh, Hertz both train there as well. So it was like one of those, but, um, it's like they train so many guys, help guys with the draft process and everything like that. And then you see Stetson Bennett walk up in there and they're like, dude, you've got to be kidding me. It's like if all if, if this dude hasn't already given us enough crap now, now he rolls in here and but <laughs> it is what it is. So. so how do you deal with like everyday stress? Um, listen to music, kind of just chill out, um, you know, watch some TV, hang out with the dog. Um, or you know find something else to do go throw go hit mm -hmm. but i think it just kind of depends on the day so obviously uh, usually go either fishing hunting golfing i know you said you started golfing do you go fishing or hunting uh, i love hunting um absolutely love hunting um fishing it's it's one of those things that like um like i enjoy fishing mm -hmm. but the fact is like going out there and sitting there and like catching little babies like mm -hmm. a little small fish doesn't really like get me excited as you know go go out there and you'll catch a big fish one day and then you might go a couple of days without catching another one and uh but like the thing with like for me i like duck hunting but i love deer hunting because the adrenaline rush i get from it because like everything's so calm you have to be quiet and everything like that but as soon as like you know, you see a deer come in and you're able to get it and you're like, you get a shot and like it, everything's calm until mm -hmm. you look down the scope. As mm -hmm. soon as you look down the scope, your heart just starts beating. And, um, it's like one thing you have to really like slow your heart down. Mm -hmm. And one thing I always try to do it is I try to like pretty much time it up where it's like, I'm breathing out mm -hmm. because everything's relaxed at that point. 
but uh it's kind of like it's kind of like baseball in the same sense um it's like a breathing techniques or you know something that kind of helps you relax everything like that and understanding kind of how to do those um you know helps you stay relaxed helps you kind of get to the point where you're not tensed up and everything like that and everything's just fluid so i think that's kind of one thing that also helps me is uh just having those breathing techniques back and forth between different things mm-hmm. but um i mean it might take you longer to you know find a deer but i think the actual pursuit of it is more fun than yeah. fishing so so obviously you talked about uh duck hunting have you gone like duck hunting or geese hunting with a uh, deer hall yet i have not <sighs> um and then there's another one with grayson and uh-huh. some of the deers i've seen him the bucks i've seen him shoot it's like dude that's i need, I need to get me on some of those but uh <laughs> no i uh it was i actually i was i was a big like hog hunter as well i love hog hunting um i did that and mainly just deer hunted for a while and i actually just got into duck hunting this off season with some buddies that i went to high school with and absolutely loved it you know who else uh you could go uh what is it like deer hunting with uh ben mcdonald ben mcdonald he uh is one of the mass reporters okay <laughs> you have to look at like, yeah you have to look at his instagram he posts so much stuff about that all right yeah i'll definitely i'll look into that but i think it's just one of those things like uh and I, at the same time it's like you get out and you like get to you know kind of be you know you're away from everything like mm-hmm. you know you had no service so you're not worried about what's happening on your phone or anything like that and i mean like place we're at like we have a we have a trailer and it has wi-fi but uh i mean so like at the same time you get in there you can you know look at some stuff but while you're out you know actually hunting or walking around driving around whatever like there's no wi-fi you can't no data or anything like that you're like completely off the grid at that point so you just kind of get you well you're looking out the windows looking for certain things you're trying to shoot and stuff like that so it's uh one of those like you know you really get to enjoy nature and take it in for what it's worth so obviously you have deadlines in college you have deadlines in maybe any regular job do you ever set deadlines for yourself in baseball um not really um i think i set these like miniature goals though Mm -hmm. for sure that had helped me so um like although this past season was real rough at the first half had a really good second half though um at this at the end of the season i started like um i would i had a piece of paper on my locker mm-hmm. and it said i had 10 i had one through 10 numbered out and those were my at bats so i told myself every day i'd be like all right i'm going three for my next 10. as soon as i would get through those 10 at bats all right i go i would go two for my 10. it's like at that point i wouldn't be like all right i gotta go four for 10. it's like back to it it's just like all right i gotta go three for 10. I think just kind of looking at the game that way, whereas in the first half of the season, I was worried like, oh, dude, I went one for 10. Like, I got to get like five hits now so I can be at 300. And I think the thing I realized was go three for 10 and hit the ball as hard as you can. So you go three for 10, you hit the ball as hard as you can. If you get out, you know, nine times and you're hitting the ball hard, you can't do anything about that. Mm -hmm. Like, I'd rather hit the ball hard and get out than, you know, have these little bloops because eventually those bloops are going to turn into outs eventually yeah. those 
hard hit balls are going to turn into hits. So, and if you get them at the right launch angle, then they turn into home yeah. runs, which I love. So, so yeah. of course, uh, sometimes you have to do a sacrifice fly or something. Does that does that annoy you that you have to do a sacrifice fly? Because you get up there and you want to hit most likely. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Boom Boom Birdland. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And next week is part two with Creed Willems. And we talk a lot more about baseball. So I hope you tune in for that one too. Because that's going to be a pretty, pretty good podcast. And that's it. And go O's!